What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Whatever Podcast with me, Preston Stone, and my co-host, Connor Williams. Hello. We are on episode 11. I counted we this are. time. Yes, we are at episode 11. <laughs> yeah. um, before we get into our topic of this week's episode... Um, Connor Actually, has some housekeeping yeah, to discuss. Yeah, the old website things. The website things and a new publishing schedule. Oh, yeah. um, we've been working on it for a little while now in terms of like just kind of getting our ducks in a row and where, where we wanted to go with this and where we wanted to take things. So we uh, have a website in development and I imagine it's going to be publishing within the next few weeks for sure. We need to iron out a couple of details with some artwork and some like uh i don't know some descriptions articles general layout that kind of thing um and then the thing that i think took the most time for us to realize but also the least amount of time to decide we were going to do it um, (laughs) is a new publishing schedule for the episodes it's going to be weekly um we're recording on sundays publishing on monday and friday um now when this website goes up we're gonna start taking inquiries for uh topics if you guys want us to talk about something um there's actually i've made a little form and whenever the website goes up i'll link that you guys can actually fill that out and and send us some topics that we can we can talk about things that you want to hear um other than that do you have anything for housekeeping uh new logo coming soon it's done i haven't showed connor yet but it's done is, is it our season two logo or is this like just a general I think logo? we're just going to have a general logo because with how podcasting like websites are set up, it's like he can't really do like seasons, I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. It, it'll just show up the same as like within like whatever, like you listen to an older podcast. It's not like it's going to be the lo- like the, the season artwork. one picture. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I would say just, just we'll, a new general thing. We'll put, we'll put the, we might do it on our website. Yeah. Just like have it broke up into seasons maybe. But yeah. Yeah. Like time frames of yeah. when, when I think I'm just going to keep it as like whatever. We'll just update the logo every okay. so often. All right. Every, I don't know, year or something. Every Some year. New artwork yeah. or yeah. six months. I don't know. New year. New year artwork. New yeah. half year artwork. <clears throat> whatever. <laughs> um, I think it wraps up for housekeeping. Let's uh, dive into our topic for today's episode. Um, that being the movie Parasite and, and with the Oscars just recently going on, I, I thought this would be something good for us to cover. So what, um, what awards did it win? I know you told me it won a lot, but I didn't actually look it up and see which ones it actually won. So it won best director, um, movie of the year, um, movie of the year. Yes. Movie of wow. the year, best original screenplay and best international movie. It was very original. Yeah, yeah, I know. I it's like when when you when you look at the advertising or the whole like the marketing for it, it kind of feels like how you and I were talking earlier. You like I imagine it was going to be a sci-fi movie. Yeah, um, because <laughs> just based off the name. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's like there's nothing there's nothing in that in any of the marketing the trailers that makes it look like it's going to be a regular movie yeah so you know you're in for something whenever you just don't really realize it until like you're way deep into the movie yeah yeah i mean like it's it's a wild movie and, yeah. and it's i definitely don't think it would ever happen so it is very much fictional yeah however it is very much real life um and for those of you who have seen the movie you absolutely know what i'm talking about um Interesting fact, 
going back to the Oscars, uh, that so Bong Joon Ho, the director of the director and writer of Parasite, is the only person to win four Oscars in the same night. Well, not the only person. The only person other than Walt Disney himself back in the late fifties. So, Whoa. so <laughs> if you think about that, no one except for this this Korean director has tied Walt Disney until now. And and I th- I think that like that's that's <laughs> that's really crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and especially for this movie. Um Oh yeah. But like um I don't know. Like it's it's a really good written and shot movie. Like, yeah. Cinematography is amazing. Yeah. Um the story breaking down the script in a fundamental way is just like prime storytelling at the highest it's ever been. The the plot twist oh, yeah. literally happens at the exact exactly. midway <laughs> yes. point through the script. And I was thinking, like, I got I was an hour into the movie, I was like, man, something's about to happen. Yeah. And then literally like two minutes at the exact middle of the movie, it just went flipped, yeah, flipped yeah. the script. It all hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um <clears throat> Bong Jin Ho said that like about seventy pages of the script it, it, for so per perspective and everyone the script is 141 pages long and the, the twist that happens um, where the housekeeper knocks on the door is exactly 70 pages through the script. And Bong Joon-ho said like, this is, this is where the actual movie starts, you know, like the whole thing has been exposition. He pretty much explained up until halfway, halfway through that. Um, and, And it was just such a, it was a, fascinating movie in terms of it being so like fundamental. It was crazy how like you can make a movie and it seems very complex, but when you break it down, it's, it's so basic, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's so basic is, is what makes it's praise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's where you get the praise from. Mm -hmm. Um, because like you can make something so good, but yet not overcomplicated. You know, it's not a Tarantino film where it's three hours long. We don't really ever know where the climax is. <laughs> uh, so, I I think you and I definitely have differing opinions. And, yeah. And I think it's because, so, for for all the listeners, Preston literally just finished this movie like no, less, less than an hour ago. Yeah. It's been um, like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... So hit me with any questions you have. I I want to dive into this with you because I like I personally think it absolutely deserved everything that it won. Um, but it, it's one of those things where like I did not care for the movie Get Out, and a lot of people are like, "Ah, oh, man." I mean, it's because you're white, and I'm like, "No, it's because I just don't really think it's that good of a movie." You're not like, just white though. You're well, I, I mean, I know, I, I know, but 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 looking at it from that perspective, people think like I don't like it because that's not that's not my culture that's being affected. Yeah, it, it's to me, Get Out was just like an overhyped movie, and the only reason it, it got all the hype is because of the underlying meaning of the movie yeah. that it literally like Bong Joon Ho did not beat around the bush with this movie. It is about clear class differences. Get really? out is like oh for sure yeah okay. are you kidding me see I don't where do you where do you see like man okay so so I don't see at any point in the movie I don't really see, they don't show the the rich people 
being bad people. And and, and and I'm not saying I'm not saying they're bad people. I know, but like, I don't know. But uh, but I, is it is about it, it's about comparing the classes. I, yeah, on that and, point, I and guess. And how and how like the the rich people's problems are vastly different from everything that like the poor people have to go through. Like, look at this elaborate plan that this family made up just so they could provide for themselves. They um, seem. I don't know. The family like seemed like, like, it seemed like, whenever they were doing the whole like crazy like thing, like trying to get them all hired onto it, it seemed more like sinister. Like I didn't see them in the same light as I saw them in the beginning of the movie, which is why I don't. Yeah. Which is why I didn't really see it. At, I don't know. It's well. So so when you when you break it down from like cinematography. Um, the cinematography speaks a lot in terms of comparing the different classes. The opening shot of the film <clears throat> is a film of the family looking out the window. Mm-hmm. And and what do they see out their window? They People see, peeing on the yeah, streets. And peeing on the streets. They're below the yeah, street. They're so low to the ground. like They can't see anything. It's a half a window. And they it's, it's poverty. The socks on, on the yeah. drying thing. Yeah, it, it is poverty. That is like the epitome of poverty in Korea. They live in a semi-basement which are real things and like serious issues and, and poor people live in those places. And then not halfway through the movie, which is considered to be the start of the actual movie. Yeah. We see the family, the same family, but now they're sitting in a nice house looking out of a window. Yeah. And what do you see out that window? You see a nice yard, a, a, a nice yard with trees and, it's a whole wall that's the window and it's like like that there that is what they've been working towards this whole time yeah um that that's one half of the cinematography that really i think showed the differences between classes but this also shows that it utilizes height yeah um in terms of power so mm-hmm. that's why there's so many stairs in this movie yeah and and it's why the man is living in the basement see that's like whenever that hit me like when i got that part is when they were running out of from the house yeah in like in the rain and just all the they were just all going down the stairs again just like it really like you could tell that they like um shot up like the contrast on the railings of all the stairs and yeah like yeah. like I thought that was beautiful. They they use this height and this perspective of height to show that like if you're higher up, you're better off. Mm-hmm. You're rich. You have money. You have your life figured out. If you live in a semi-basement and your house is literally chest high full of water when it starts raining outside, yeah, that is not that is not power. That is not you know privilege. Um, so I think there's just you could make a lot of arguments to say that this is about one thing and this is about other. Um, which I guess movies are more or less focusing on on multiple things and not just one. But I think yeah. my biggest takeaway was the comparison between classes there. Yeah. One other thing that they were like hitting on. I mean, I haven't really kind of finessed it into words yet on how like during the movie they would always talk about having a plan. Like and then like whenever like they're staying in the gymnasium. his father was like it doesn't like if you don't have a plan then nothing can go wrong you know um i just wanted to like what is your opinion on like what he was trying like they were getting trying to get across on like the whole having a plan thing like 
I so does it like not matter like were they trying to say like even if you have a plan to like like it's like going to college and getting this and that will that get you to that point but it doesn't matter because sometimes it just doesn't yeah um i think i think i was watching a breakdown video where it actually talked about like this that whole scene where he's like it doesn't matter if you have a plan like it's always gonna go to shit like you know it just doesn't matter um i i think that like that other meaning of the movie which is something i think you have to dig a little bit deeper for too is yeah like you may have a plan but life is ultimately going to get in the way because you can't plan for everything to happen you can have it you know go play by play and just have everything go the way you want it um but they kind of were having it that way whenever they were all getting onto the and then shit hit the fan yeah exactly <laughs> and, and and that's i think that's that's where Another. it's supposed to mean like life gets in the way yeah. you know shit happens and uh it's uh it's you know you just got to go with it um now I don't I don't really know if that means like don't have a plan and just roll with the punches or if it means like you should have a plan well, but be prepared for shit to hit the fan. Yeah, it's from what I got to from the ending whenever he was t- like if it felt like he had a purpose now, you know, like he's shooting for this goal to like get the house so he can see his father again. Yeah. It I don't know where to like like he had the plan. Um, but he also had the plan at that turning point in the movie where, where Kim said like, yeah, you know, it just doesn't always work out the way you want it. Like it doesn't matter. And he's like, no, I've got a plan. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like it's a very underlying theme in the movie, um, that still, shines a lot of just as much as the differences between classes mm-hmm. but i can't I think it's like a lot there's a lot more of hints towards that but it's a lot more subtle i guess you can say yeah it's like it's like what get out was was doing like hey here's this movie we're gonna up top tell you that you know things are not right here um and and that people are being treated this way but here's this other underlying meaning to the movie that college classes now teach about um i don't i don't know i think i could go either way i think there's a lot of different different things you different parallels you could draw from this movie to other things um i think like what maybe he's trying to do is like i don't know like you can choose the path of like giving up and just like not caring and just kind of lie by the seat of your pants yeah or you can like work like i don't know like have, have a, plan a plan from the very beginning but even if like it doesn't work don't give up yeah yeah i think you could make that um i yeah you 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 absolutely could make that argument there like it's absolutely about that too um and then but then like you get to the whole last act of the movie yeah and you think well why the hell did he kill? Yeah. Why, why did Kim kill this guy? And, and it's, it's the thing where like the mom says, you know, Oh, they're nice because they're rich. But when danger gets in their way, the way he was looking at it is like, this guy has been making comments about the way he smells, you know, 
like, yeah. and he was under the table to hear it. Yeah. That like, oh, this guy smells so bad that it just hits you in the car. Um, and, and then there's this whole thing of like, where they don't know the family is a family. They yeah. don't know these workers are a family. What, what kind of made me like feel like why he did it was like, he saw like his daughter dying and he couldn't like save her. And then because like, yeah, because he was trying to like, he was being asked, take a, like, take us to the hospital. Yeah. Take us to the hospital. By the please. guy, like, like forget who, forget her. Yeah. Like we don't, yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. The only thing that matters is getting my son to the hospital. Yeah. And, and that, that was another, like, that was obviously yeah. another main motive for him to do that. Like he realized, well, this is where my plan ends. This is where I fly by the seat of my pants. And so he murdered Mr. Parks. Yeah. Um, I think, um, have you, did you watch the movie Us, the other Jordan Peele movie? No, I, I didn't. Do you know the premise of the movie? No. So it's a neat movie. It's, I think it's really good. I, I actually like it way more than Get Out. Um, and it does the same thing where it tackles like the differences between classes, I guess. Like, it's about this this race of underground people mm-hmm. that are us, but they're like the part of us that didn't make it to the surface, I guess. It's weird. It is <laughs> very weird. But basically they live this life and they do the exact same thing that we do, but it's like almost like they're doing the work. You know, they're doing all the work. They're making sure we're the ones up here like – succeeding and being this way but they get the shit into the stick and so what happens whenever their strings get cut and they turn into free thinkers and they're not tied to our own bodies is they come up and they start taking back what is theirs or taking what they think is is theirs Hmm. so i think that's the same thing of like where jordan peele was trying to indirectly show the differences between the lower lower class and well, not the lower class, maybe like the middle class working people yeah. versus the people who can live in luxury because yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, only I think that Parasite did this a little bit better. I, I love us. I thought it was a really good movie. I think it's much better than Get Out. But Parasite, I think, really hit the nail on the head there. Um, good naming of the movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And you think, why is this name Parasite? And then you think about what Parasite means, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, hmm. I really like, oh, just by, like, looking at the cover of, like, the movie. Yeah. Like, for the poster. It's it's really good. Well, so you're, you're a graphic designer. Right, yeah. like like you, you took those classes and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What can can you break it down in a way that makes it? Because every every poster, everything has meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason it is designed the way it is. Um, so by looking at the poster, what what do you think you could tell me? Like draw the parallels between that and well, the movie. One thing I can tell right off the bat is the like the rich wife and the rich husband are both like on to the left side of the scene and um he's lying down as if he's dead, you know. 
That's one thing that I just noticed from compared to her up upright. She lives, but he doesn't. Okay. All right. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And, um, hmm. you know, the legs, I guess, like, I, is that, no, that, that's obviously the daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause this, uh, this is like this scene is, or like not the scene, but like the, like the poster is from like the end of the movie, which is kind of neat, you know? Yeah. It's almost like a mix. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a couple things, you know, it's like the beginning, it's the end. Um, okay. Here's something I'm going to toss this out. I don't know a whole lot about designing posters mm-hmm. or anything, but what do you think about, um, the unimportance of her death, which is why you only see her legs? Yeah, I can see that. And, and do you think that like, do you think that height has anything to do with it? Like, why why they're standing up as opposed to why the rich family is laying down? I mean, not not particularly, because then because like the kid is in the back, he's standing up, looking out, or like well, yeah, the, the boy's still like, back there. Yeah, well, I mean, te- actually, technically, he's up front. I would imagine. No, I don't know. I don't know. Is that a reflection or is that him standing back in the window? I don't know. I wish I can zoom in on this. Hold on. So, um, what about like, why can't you see her reflection? You can, you can. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at it. You definitely can. Um, so when you're looking at it and let's say the boy was placed behind the glass. Yeah. Do you think that that means he was acting this whole thing? He acted like, he was crazy and off the wall and stuff like that, you know, where the girl, the sister was like, he's just acting like he's not. Yeah. Like it's all, all the fad or whatever. So yeah. do you think this like could resemble him looking from the outside in on all this stuff? Like him acting does not place him in the center of this. He is playing a character which places his real self outside of everyone else. Yeah. Because it almost revolves around this little boy here. Mm-hmm. Like this domino effect happens because of this little boy. Yeah. You know, he has the party and all that kind of stuff. So you think the, the um, how old housekeeper was still texting. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Like I would love to talk to pe- like people who design the movie posters, individual movie posters. And get their take on like why did what? you make this design? Yeah. Um the one thing I don't understand I, is the why the eyes are marked up. Mm. Yeah, and why the rich family was black and their eyes are crossed out with white and theirs is black. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it's a Korean thing. It could be. Could be. I was gonna say that like, well, their identities are not totally known, which is why their eyes are crossed out. But also I don't I really, I don't know what the significance of this is, but I really like the beach ball. The, the beach ball? Yeah. It brings I can, you into yeah. the middle to I see the parasite. Like, it, it honestly takes, what I think it's like there for is like when you first look at the movie poster, that's the first thing you look at because it's the most colorful thing on the screen. And then you look down at parasite and then you look down to the left and then you see the legs and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> well, so you could also divide it up into the whole um thirds mm-hmm. right so if you divide it in three parts 
in the first section, the first part of the third off to the side is the rich family in the legs. Mm-hmm. And then our eyes are automatically drawn next to Kim standing in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't even realize till now that uh, Kimu is holding the rock in the yeah. back, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty neat. I don't know. This is just such a baffling movie. Like, it's really good. How is he not dead? <laughs> From being hit in the head with that. Twice. Rock. Twice. I know. Twice. We had brain surgery at the end. He was messed up. He was mm-hmm. laughing while he was looking at his yeah. his sister's cremation. Well, thing. like I knew he wasn't like. I mean, obviously, you know, he isn't dead, but his like hand twitches like a bunch whenever he leaves. Like the guy leaves. I was convinced he was dead. Yeah, I like. Honestly, I don't. I thought like, yeah, he might not be dead, but then again, he just got hit in the head with probably like a fifty-pound rock. Right, twice, yeah. twice, <laughs> twice. <laughs> he twitched like he was a dead croc, like cockroach. You know, yeah. like. I, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when he woke up, I thought, oh shit, he's still here. What? So, that ending though. Where he's writing the letter. Yes. I think it was, it kind of gave this eerie feeling to see the the light flickering at night when he was watching it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like the, it's like a ghost. Yeah. The family has no idea. No idea. That this guy has light switches beneath the house and he's doing Morse code with it. Like, that's creepy. You know, that is really creepy. Um, it kind of made me, I don't know why, but it made me happy <laughs> to know, to know that he was down there Yeah, is, is my, like as as messed up as their plan was as, and, and as their entire experience thing, as messed up as it all is, even though he killed Mr. Parks, you still want to root for the family. <laughs> you know, it's like, you almost feel like, man, I still wish that like, I wish they were together. Yeah. I wish that they were, they were back at home. You know, eating, folding pizza boxes and eating nothing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it, it's a good movie. It was wild. It's kind of like ends on like a hopeful note. Like, I'm going to get my shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, I don't know like, how he's going to do that with such a horrible brain injury. Like, I'm going to do this the right way this time. <laughs> um, he He's not going to be able to marry that girl anymore, though. That's no. That is... That's, Absolutely, that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she enters university, yeah, no, that 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 ain't gonna happen. That's not gonna happen at all. Um, well, I think we've had a pretty good. We've been going for almost about a half hour here. I think we had a pretty good breakdown. On, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Any other questions you have before we start wrapping it up here? Um, what what are Koreans' obsession with uh, Native American culture? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's all like all Maybe Koreans <laughs> or or just like Asians in general because like what do we have to offer? What what does American culture have to offer? Everything. Cowboys, <laughs> apparently <laughs> only cowboys. Because like pirates, like we look at pirates, like oh man, we love pirates, but really pirates aren't aren't uh, pirates aren't us. <laughs> pirates are literally everything else, and not us. Like, we, we love Vikings, it. like samurais, ninjas. What do they have? Cowboys. We do have Cowboys. Have you played Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> have I? I actually haven't. No. It's the most amazing game I've ever played in my entire life. I've yeah. played it twice well, and I, I cried. Have, I have a twice. PC and they didn't port it right. So I'm stuck, Sucks with, for a, you. I'm stuck with a really shitty version on PC. Sucks for you. Before, before we wrap this up, 
<laughs> I want to tell you a story from a fellow filmmaker. <laughs> um, so, got my foot. Okay. All right, anyways, so I take a media class. No, it's called Intro <laughs> to Production. Well, it's not an intro. It's anymore. Um, it's uh, production and media design. And this is a very hands-on class. You're going to so, have a really cool piece of paper. Me? Get out of college. I know. It's my concentration. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing crazy, but it's a hands-on. It's a very hands-on class. Yeah. Um, we Every week, we film something new and practice different techniques. Mm-hmm. Not single camera, but like multi-camera. So like we're doing probably well, 13, 14, two-minute productions every lab on yeah. Tuesdays, which is like four hours long. And we're getting to our midterm project. A couple weeks ago, we were approaching our midterm project and he was like, okay, so what we're going to be working on in lab and lab is split up in a bunch of different groups. So my group and the 14, 15 of us, um, and my AI, my instructor, uh, he was like, you're going to get in your individual labs, your individual groups and your instructor, you're going to be setting up an interview and you're going to, you're going to give an elevator pitch, um, for a multi-camera, program that you guys are going to shoot and make your midterm project. And so I thought, okay, an elevator pitch. Now what an elevator pitch is, is if you write a movie, you're supposed to have an elevator pitch ready just in case you get in an elevator (laughs) with, with someone important and say, Hey, and the two floors it takes from you, like to go from here to here, I'm going to tell you everything about this movie and you're going to make it. (laughs) So we walk in and uh, we we're doing two interviews at a time and I'm, I sit down and my AI is the one who's asking us in the interview about our uh, pitches. So I sit down and they're micing us up. They're clipping them to our shirts and stuff. And the person who's gone with me, he was like, so like, what's your pitch? And I said, I don't know. I don't have a plan. So what did I do? By the seat of my pants, <laughs> I came up with a movie. What is this? What is this? It's a poster I found. A parasite? Yeah. Someone made it. Height. Yeah. Height. I told you. Height. Man, too bad this isn't. We don't have this on YouTube yet. It's I know. It's a really good visual I know. show. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there eventually. All right. But as you were saying. So by the seat <laughs> of my pants, I think to myself, I have to come up with a show and elevator pitch it. I have to develop a show in about three seconds before this, this camera goes live and pitch my show for a final project. And so I think, okay, okay, okay. What is something that I've seen that's hilarious and people would love? Uh, a meme review. Okay. <laughs> what else is something that I love and that I think is hilarious? Uh, the Eric Andre show. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and she goes, so what, what is your pitch? And I go... I don't have a name for it. I didn't say it, but I'm thinking I don't have a name for it. And I go, well, so this is actually my college thesis. And they like people laughed and they gave it a sec. And I was like, I've been working on it for a couple of years now. And she's like, all right, let me have it. And I said, it's, uh, it's called, ah, breaking it down for boomers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, she herself being a boomer, bless her heart, um, lost it. She's like, she thought it was hilarious. My AI, <laughs> she, she said, so tell me a little bit about breaking it down for boomers. And I said, well, it's kind of like um, a talk show where you have a host and a couple guests. And 
what they do is they break down memes for all those boomers out there to understand what's going on <laughs> in their kid's life. So a couple hours passed. We're wrapping up the pitches. We get together and we vote on pitches to make for the next one um, for our final project. And sure enough, breaking it down for boomers wins. <laughs> so I think, shit, I have to write a show now <laughs> that I made in three seconds. <laughs> I actually have to develop the show. Uh, so needless to say, on my laptop, I have a, I have a five or six page script um, for the pilot episode of breaking it down for boomers. <laughs> There aren't That's any, amazing. There aren't any <laughs> twists or turns, but I thought, Bong Joon-ho, you would like to hear that uh, you've inspired me <laughs> to write films. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but That's about all I got. That's about all I have there. Woo. Oh, is that meme Re- review? <laughs> PewDiePie's back. I know. He's back from his break. Yep. Uh, Let's, uh, I think I'm going to get a PewDiePie tattoo. Of what? Of him doing what? I don't know. It's. I think it's going to be more of an obscure, like, it's not going to be like PewDiePie, like, written on my chest, you know, but it's like more of an ex- obscure little thing. Because, like, my whole right arm of my body is going to be just random stuff. The like, things that I like. And the whole left arm is going to be PewDiePie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like, my left arm is going to be, like, for one project that I might, like, whenever I have a lot of money one day, I'm going to get done. But, like, for now, like, my whole right arm is just going to be random things that I like. Like, you could you could do the the squiggly lines his chair design or whatever. Yeah, that, I thought that would be cool. Um, I th- also thought about doing uh, doing a duck duck head and then have quack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quack. <laughs> Nobody would get it unless they remember whenever he would just like like uh, um, censor himself with the duck quack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. Um, if if you guys want listeners, please uh, consider donating to Preston's uh, tattoo fund. T- tattoo fund. There, we'll, we'll put up a the... link in the description there yeah. and his GoFundMe. <laughs> um, but I think that that about does it for our first episode here. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you guys have not seen Parasite, uh, I'm sorry for ruining it all for you. Please. Go watch Maybe it. Maybe you should have watched it before listening to the podcast about it. Yeah. But what do you, you know think what? we're gonna? <laughs> we think we're gonna actually talk about parasites, like <laughs> bugs, worms, <laughs> crawling your ears and stuff. No, no, the movie. Well, what the, they can they can't expect anything. It's the whatever podcast. I know. I know. We literally talk about whatever we want, and it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we should. You should definitely make the. Um, the title to this one called Connor or just call it a uh, talking about parasites. <laughs> yeah. Talking about some parasites. <laughs> or we'll just talk about parasite. We talk Korean about parasite. <laughs> <laughs> we t- talking about parasite. I, the, see, the problem is, is like parasite. The movie is trending more than an actual parasite. Yeah, I guess. So if you look up like ringworm Poor parasite, parasites. you're going to get a picture of a ringworm and like the rest of it's going to be Korean guys from the movie. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what this bump in my son's head is. Look at a parasite. Is there a little Korean man inside? There's a little (laughs) Korean guy in my son's head. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for our Monday episode. We will catch you guys in the next episode of the Whatever Podcast. Bye. I hate that. (laughs) 